I am Anthony Scaramucci, and you may know me from my career on Wall Street or my 11 days in the White House. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I'll tell you, if you read books, you can. I love to read, and my new podcast, Open Book, is about just that. Each book is this curated source of knowledge, which we can buy for $10 and digest in 10 hours. Together with some of the brightest minds and authors out there, I'll turn the pages on everything from history and psychology to finance and tech. You can find Open Book with Anthony Scaramucci on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippi and welcome back to That Trippi Show. This week, New Hampshire is a disaster for the MAGA Republican Party, but maybe they don't think so. But what's going on with Washington Republicans right now? We'll get into that. And meanwhile, the January 6th committee hearings will be back soon. And another round of Trumpists got subpoenaed. Alex, where should we start today? I think we got to go to New Hampshire, right? It just tees everything else up so well. So. To catch everybody up, the last round of the primaries for the season in New Hampshire were Tuesday. And Joe, looking at the results, it could not have gone better for Democrats, right? Well, (laughs) no, (laughs) I think that's an understatement. But look, every race in New Hampshire was a ultra mega sweep, my friends. I mean, it was just amazing. Uh, Don Bulldog won the GOP Senate primary, uh, and this is after, you know, Sununu, uh, Washington Republicans uh, all tried to stop him. He has, look, the guy's got $84,000 in the bank, or had it $84,000 in the bank at the end of August. Hassan had uh, $7.3 million at that time. Just a small advantage. Small advantage. He, he hasn't uh, raised, uh, uh, you know, and I don't know, what, you know, whether they'll pony up for him uh, after trying to stop him. You know, Greg Sargent said the MAGA sweep in New Hampshire primary suggests that Trump's grip on the GOP base is getting more grotesque. That Don Bolduck and Caroline Levitt, she's a 25-year-old uh, former Trump staffer, are crazed devotees of 2020 lies who spin con- conspiracy theories and even mimic Trump's speech patterns. They're, they're just MAGA thoroughly Triumph. That's Greg Sargent saying that. I mean, he's been somebody, by the way, who who's been at the the forefront of of saying, you know, Democrats are going to have a better year than 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 all the punditry thought. But we'll see. It's going to still tough. We got to do the work, uh, as I keep saying. But this is really bad news for Republicans. And uh, I don't know, Alex, what, what's your take on on all that? I mean, it just seems like this was a potential opportunity for them to go on offense at at the very least, make Democrats fight in New Hampshire, if they had more, who's much more moderate. And I mean, he got creamed. And so it's very clear. And I think we'll get into this in a little bit. I mean, the the, the quotes going back and forth from Republicans yeah. in New Hampshire, I just put that on yeah. TV. What the hell? No, no. Yeah. Chris Sununu said he's, quote, he's not a serious candidate. He's really not. If he were the nominee, I have no doubt we would have a much harder time trying to win that seat back. So I don't take him seriously as a candidate. I don't think most people do. Well, uh, the MAGA crowd did, Chris. And not only that, I mean, so he, he, here's the the problem. I mean, you and you've got McConnell, of course. He's already been out there saying we have a poor candidate quality uh, uh, 
problem uh, with candidate quality I, this year. So well, he was he was right a month ago. He's <laughs> more right now. I know. I keep agreeing with McConnell, and it kind of shocks me. This was great. He said, and I, again, yeah. this is the guy calling probably the most respected Republican in New Hampshire, who should have probably been the nominee if they were trying to win. He went back and said after he said after. Sununu said he wasn't a serious candidate. He said he was a, a communist Chinese sympathizer whose family supports terrorism. The Sununu family, just so we're yeah. clear on that. So no, this is this is like a, a popcorn race at this point. And that's why this solidifies Hassan's chances even more. And, and you know, also I think, look, this is gonna help the House seat fight up there. Uh Chris Pappas, well, that thing was full of people trying to out MAGA each other. But, and they did. Yeah, and they they did. You're right. They did. But the the more important thing here is I think that this ultra mega team that that they, I mean it was like across the board, you know, makes that race too. I mean the the, the house race for Chris uh, Papp is much easier as well. So look, but but this is happening across the country. We keep saying this. I keep saying that they, like they're going to continue to do this crazy stuff. And hell, you know, New Hampshire sure proved it. Well, I mean, the effects are kind of, if you look at everyone's shifting the races, Cook has now shifted a House race from toss-up to lean Democratic, which will affect their model. You're going to keep seeing that across the board. I think right now of the 35 Republicans who are now Senate candidates officially, 19 of them, so more than half, are pro-big lie, and, and most of them very vocal. That is a crazy number. Yeah, and overall now, 538 has Democrats at a better than 70% chance to, to keep the Senate. So I think, you know, but I keep saying this too, you know, the House races are happening in the same country that the Senate races are happening in. And New Hampshire is a perfect example, yeah, right? Yeah, and so. so, well, no, but not just that. I mean, uh, look, New Hampshire is, you know, a state that goes back and forth. Pennsylvania, obviously, uh, you know, Ohio's red and, and Tim Ryan's still in it and can win there. Arizona, not your strong Democratic state by far. They're having trouble there, and, and, and Kelly's doing strong. Uh, you know, places like Wisconsin are going to be tough fights. Ron Johnson, you know, incumbent there, It's but it's a red state, uh, and and it, it's, you know, competitive. Uh, Georgia, again, red state, competitive, with, with uh, Warnock in the lead, and they've, of course, done the crazy with Herschel Walker. So what I'm saying, though, is that the 33 or 32 toss-up House seats in the Cook Report and all these, you know, you know that in 538 have called out, those are like more like these battleground Senate seats. I mean, in terms of the way the districts are, are formed, uh, these aren't the ones that were written ruby red or, you know. And so I keep thinking that when you see how the top of the ticket for instance, in New Hampshire now, in terms of the Senate, I think that will have put downward pressure on Republican House Senate uh, House candidates in, in New Hampshire, and bolster you know Pappas for sure. So I, I just think that's happening around the country, and so it's way too early, for, you know, for the punditry. If they started last year doing, uh, oh, the president's party always loses, gets wiped out in the House. Uh, I, look, it's still a long, hard fight to hold the house but it's 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 not what they what they're saying i mean and again i hate to keep harping on the crazy but they are doing the crazy now the primaries are over but 
Alex, I think you're 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 going to take us to to another crazy thing that happened in in Washington. Well, but and before we get there, I I just want to point out it is super clear now that primaries are over that this is still the GOP is still the party of Trump. People keep saying, "Well, is he is he the favorite? Is he run whatever?" Everywhere you look, his candidates won. I mean, oh yeah, almost across the board. Who knows? Who knows whether that means they you know he can win a general or can he beat DeSantis or whatever? But you look at even even with most sensible Republicans, the ones that are left, all saying, "Do not vote for this guy. He is a terrible idea." Look at Sununu in New Hampshire. It didn't matter. His candidates won every single, almost, I think, 96% of the time. He can't, you know, no one can run from that at this point. No, not only can't they not run from it, but now if they try to do the usual pivot to the center in the general election, they'll, MAGA voters will drop off of them if they try to do that. So they, in other words, they won by moving hard Trump. Some of them really are hard Trump. Some of them are fakes, uh, uh, you know, and, and Dr. Oz being a good example of that. And we'll see, but I think holding that together, you're, you know, they've gone so like, like Bulldog. How the hell does he expand and move away from the from the just nuts oh stuff this guy's been saying? So that's going to be a big problem from them, as we've discussed. But now, now after Dobbs, and after we saw the Republicans, you know, most of them like changing their websites over and running away from any position. And, and hoping, hoping, hoping that Dobbs would blow over yeah. and people would kind of start to be Thank you. a little less. Thank you, Lindsey Graham. Thank you, Lindsey Graham. Yes. Yeah, that I don't even know. I, I'm not even going to try to tee this one up other than to say that uh, Lindsey Graham held a press conference uh, yesterday from when we're recording this, introducing what is a national abortion ban. And then when pressed on it, he said, if the Republicans, it is like, this is a Democratic campaign ad right here, but if the Republicans win the House and the Senate, they're going to vote on it. Joe, that has to be. Yeah, like, we're going to hold. Yeah, I guarantee you there will be a vote on the ban, nationwide ban. Craziest unforced error, right? I mean, he did. I, I do not understand it. You know, it's confounding, even for Lindsey Graham, who's all over the place all the time. What is he looking at? I mean, the new Navigator polling says this is all bad news for Republicans. More than two in three Americans expressed concern over a variety of uh, potential actions should Congress be controlled by the Republicans after the midterms. And guess what number one is, or pretty close to number, 69% of Americans are worried about a national abortion ban. By the way, this is the party with state rights. The state should decide all this stuff. Uh, for right. like Lindsey Graham said six weeks ago. Yeah, and the entire be party's States. been saying for like a zillion years, right? But now he's proposed a nationwide ban and guaranteeing you that if they get the House and the Senate, they're going to vote on it. But the biggest concern, 78% of Americans are concerned that Republicans may end Social Security and Medicare. And and like huh. when you look at this, who do we know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you got Lindsey Graham just went all in on a national uh, uh, ban on abortion, and you've got Rick Scott, head of the Republican uh, Senate uh, campaign effort, 
making, you know, proposing as part of the agenda that they've also run away from massive cuts in Medicare and Social or, Security. Yeah, or just completely killing them. Yeah. yeah, well, every five years we we take our shot at ending any of the programs that we don't like is basically and the ones I don't like are Medicare and Social Security. It, you know, and then, like I said, and then the, the Graham abortion ban. So it's hard to understand. And, and of course, McConnell and a whole is is pushing back against both of them. It, it's just, I mean, to see it, while you it, and you see Rick Scott and McConnell having an all out, you, you know, all out fight uh, already on, you know, pointing fingers about who's, who's lost the Senate, uh, their chances in the Senate. This is crazy. And um, none of it makes any political sense whatsoever. And there's really no, no real explanation other than a, an authority. Like I said, they, they really think they're going to get away with this stuff, that people aren't paying attention, that people won't turn out, and that you can, you can, you know, they, they, thought, they thought the Trump thing would roll over, uh, would pass them by, and they could get, you know, all tack. Instead, they've all become hostage to it, and it's their base. They fueled it, and now, and now they're they're shackled to it. I think is the only only real explanation. Well, you look at, I mean, and also in this Navigator poll, which if you're making an ad for a Democrat right now, you should probably read this. But like the the issues, basically any way you frame it, on either abortion or on ending Medicare and Social Security, it's like high 60s. Yeah. Most Americans find it convincing, but also over half of independents do, which is like a crazy number. Yeah, they have the Republicans, Republican elected officials want government in charge of abortion decisions that should be decided by a woman and her doctor and a ban abortion without exceptions for cases of rape, incest, and to save the life of the mother. Two and three Americans find that a convincing reason not to vote Republican this time around. And as you point out, majority of independents agree with that. I mean, you, you have, and th that's where I think, you know, Graham was too cute by half. He, he thought if he could do a national ban at 15 weeks, that, that, that that would take the sting out of some of these numbers. I don't think so at all. I think it's because again, it's a, it's just the hypocrisy of a guy who six or eight weeks ago was saying states' rights, screaming states' states' rights, and now going and and denying that they the whole we don't want it to ban, <laughs> we don't want a nationwide ban. The states should decide. Well, guess what? They want a nationwide ban, folks, and I doubt they're going to stop there. Uh, voting rights, uh, you know, you know, gay marriage, privacy, all that stuff is, 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 is which. By the way, are some of the other things that most Americans don't agree with, you know? Well, you look at the, I mean, even the 15-week thing, which we can't let Republicans get us into the weeds on that, but Wall Street Journal poll had it, I think, 30 to 59 favorable and favorable. So it is it is completely dead on arrival, even even at the kind of 15-week message. So Well, no, because we'll, we'll it says a nationwide ban, there's no California, there's no New York, there's no place to go to. You're, you're, it's the government in your bedroom deciding what you're, what, and look, we, we're two, two guys. And we got to remember that when we talk about this stuff, women are, I mean, as, as ups, as angry as we are at this and as, as energized as we are to do something about it, women are just off the charts energized to stop 
um, this craziness. I mean, it, it was started with the court Dobbs. You've seen state after state legislatures doing all kinds of crazy things like, you know, six weeks or, you know, at, at uh, uh, you know, literally taking an all out ban period, you know, immediate and no ifs, ands, or buts on, on any exceptions. And then you have, uh, it, you know, so a hodgepodge of, of just really draconian uh, laws are being passed all over the country on this. And it, it, and now to throw on top of that, a national ban is just, I think Lindsey Graham does not know, he clearly doesn't know how a woman's body works. He just doesn't. So I, I just think, when you look at, um, uh, you know, uh, the numbers that came out of Georgia, just to give people an idea of what's happening when you look at enthusiasm, it's off the charts. You know, Target Smart NARAL analysis of voter registration in Georgia, 62% of mail ballot requests are for likely Democrats. 60 plus percent of ballot requests are from women. I mean, think about that. 60 percent plus of the requests for ballots, for uh, mail ballots, are from women. 37% of those ballots are made from black voters. That's up 11 points from 2018. You know, and, and 44,000 black Georgians have requested ba ballots four times more than the 2018 um, total requests. Uh, triple the total requests for mail ballots today versus 2018 in the state. And it's all driven by women and, 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 and African-American. Well, and if you look at a state like Georgia too, and I mean, we saw this in Alabama too. I mean, it, it, a lot of people you say, okay, 37% were from black voters. It was 26 in 2018. And obviously Stacey Abrams didn't win, but a couple of points, I mean, in a state where, the margin is 10, 11, 12,000 votes. I mean, that's it right there. That could be it. We saw that in, in Alabama in 17. We saw it in Georgia in 2021 in, in both races. So, I mean, that kind of enthusiasm, you can't, you can't buy it. It, it, it's out there, it's happening. And I guarantee you it, it ain't stopping today. I do, before we get into kind of some of the national, national vibe a little bit here, I do just want to point out it wasn't just abortion. It was gay marriage too. Yeah, a lot of Republicans, I mean Ron Johnson being one of them, were were trying to kind of throw their support behind a really basic protections for same sex marriages bill in the Senate. And now all of a sudden, it, they thought they had sixty. Now it looks like the Republicans are going to filibuster it. Yeah, I mean that could really hurt any last attempt at them to kind of claw back and say, "Whoa, I'm not that extreme," right? No, no, this is this is. This is what's going to happen. I mean, not only that, there are going to be some really loud voices from the Marjorie Taylor Greens and others out there. Uh, it won't just be filibustering it. They'll be out, you know, basically, you, you know, screaming into the wind and being crazy about it. And I think that's that's what's happened. I think that the entire, particularly, I keep going back to New York 19 uh, with Molinaro, who wasn't, uh, you know, somebody who was off the rails crazy, like the, the most of the mega crazy uh, nominees that they put forward. He, you know, he was a, a relatively saner uh, Republican nominee. Ryan, the Democrat, outperformed Biden in that district and won, you know, a, a, a battleground seat. 
You know, so w- what that says to me is that all this craziness, all the chaos of the, you know, a national ban on abortion, a, a state making all abortions illegal or, or going to some crazy, you know, uh, uh, you know, limit started, you know, six weeks out before a woman even knows she's pregnant, all the, all the crazy stuff that just says they do not understand how this really works. But that chaos, that craziness, I think is infecting the entire party include, that's what I mean, including people who, who aren't the craziest MAGAs are now sort of tainted with why, I think you're going to see resistance to voting for Republicans in the House because, again, you get back and you get back to January 6th and everything else. You got 139 members of the House who voted to not certify the election and four basically wanted to do a coup and put, keep Trump in, in office. There's 139 of them. Look at the the numbers that you were talking about, you know, with 19%, 19 out of the 35 senators are signed up for that, um, that are up this, you know, 19 to 35 senators, yeah. excuse me. And it's over, over half of the, all their statewide candidates. It is just wild. So it's like 52% of America. And, and, and a ton, a ton of those house challengers that they have out there in these, in these toss up districts. That's my point. So why is anybody going to... Let's yeah, let's give those people a majority of the House uh, because in 2024 we we know they'll they'll certify the the winner. Give me a freaking break! You know it's like, and I said this about McCarthy, who's like out there uh, uh, talking like he's going to be speaker. No, he's not going to be speaker. No freaking way is that guy going to be speaker. These crazy. This is what you saw last night in New Hampshire when when she won that. That that uh, when the the Trump for Trump aide won that seat because she was like she's like a, a, a Marjorie Taylor Greene vein of the of the mega nuts she won you think she's gonna vote for Kevin she's gonna vote for for Marjorie Taylor Greene Jim Jordan what are the, the the crazies are gonna be running the house and Kevin McCarthy's not gonna be speaker not it's not gonna happen no way not gonna happen no way. So it's, I think your point, and, and this is a really good point from Kirsten Soltis Anderson a couple of weeks ago at this point, but she went and looked at all the polling averages and the, it's easy to say, Hey, just Democrats are really excited, but she went and looked and, you know, there's more of them being sampled, but she went and looked at the polls and basically from with the same percentages of Republicans and Democrats being polled. It basically is an eight-point swing towards Democrats. And what that is saying is it's not that there's just more Democrats. It's that people are changing their minds. And I think this gets exactly to your point that it's poisoning even the more moderate candidates. But then you add in the fact that, yeah, the electorate is is very engaged on the Democratic side. And this is not trending well. I will say while, while we were recording this, uh, Fox News dropped the new poll. Joe, this should not be surprising, but here's a direct quote from this poll. Overall, if the congressional election were today, 44% would back the Democrat and 41% the Republican. Fox News modeling suggests it translates into a GOP gain of about one House seat, which would then mean, Joe, that the Democrats would hold the House. That's not a red wave. You know, it's not what I would call a red wave on seat. You know, it's just not. I mean, after for. Two years, or basically since the day Biden was 
uh, you know, won the presidency and, and actually got seated by a House that, that you know, tried to stop a Republican House that tried to stop in the House that tried to stop him. From the get-go, the mantra was, it's going to be a Democratic wipeout in the House because that's the way it always is, <laughs> you know. Uh, by the way, when they say that, it always amazes me because we haven't had a normal election. They're always This is the way it always is election for what, how long? Right. <laughs> like. You know, like starting at least in 2016, can we all argue, say for the last six years, there has not been a normal election. So, but we're going to have one. It's going to do the usual thing. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, you know, and this gets back to what I, you know, that memo I did back in, in uh, gosh, when would I did, when did I write that thing? I think that was in like March at this point. Yeah. So, you know, where I said that Democrats were nominating good, solid uh, candidates like we did in 2018, they were nominating crazies and they would keep doing it and that they would get more extreme that redistricting was good for the republics they got an edge on it but nowhere near what what they were supposed to because they'd already redrawn them <laughs> you know and they just couldn't you can't squeeze another uh, uh red district out of alabama folks it's just not possible they tried though they really did but they they can't do it and so you know, and I did say the other thing I said was, look, back then that there were going to be, you know, things that would happen, extraneous events, you know, that would happen uh, uh, that national abortion ban is an yeah, extraneous. Yeah, that's event. A, yeah, that's me. Events that would change the complex. Well, so was Ukraine. I mean, there's been a lot of them. Right. I mean, it's, you know, look, we've all lived through the most disruptive time of our lives. But I think their their chaos and crazy particularly in contrast to how for the last, you know, six months, Democrats got things, really got things done, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and uh, infrastructure bill, Inflation Reduction Act, we can go through them. But I just think that, uh, and also that, yeah, another one was a, another event uh, because of Ukraine and, and, uh, and the supply chain disruption was inflation, which is still still here. Uh, and as the Biden people say, you know, and, and all of us say, we gotta, we're working harder on that, but we're the only ones working on it. The, the Republicans have voted against all this stuff, haven't done a thing. Yeah, all they got, their plan on inflation is scream inflation. That's it. That's it. But frankly, they're not even talking about that because Lindsey Graham is doing a national abortion ban. I mean, it's just, they kind of like uh, have run themselves into this cul-de-sac and can't find a way out. And I don't think they're going to. I do think that I'm starting to worry a little bit about Wisconsin. Uh, I just, you know, there, there are some spots out there, Nevada being another one, I think, where that doesn't mean we're not in them there. I think we can win them both. Uh, I just think that we're, we're you know, I, I think there's real strength in Pennsylvania. I, I, I and the two states that I'm I'm starting to, I want to focus more on and look at what's going on there are, are Wisconsin and Nevada. But otherwise, I think it, particularly in the congressional races, I like, uh, I like our odds. I think I, I've always thought we had a chance and you cannot uh, uh, take anything for granted. That's the one thing. And I start talking this way. Um, I get a little bit worried uh, that people take it the wrong way. No, I, I'm being positive and uh, and not just op not optimistic, but realistic at our chances if we keep doing the work. And so, you know, that's that's sort of my uh, my you know my continuous mantra: is they go crazy, we keep working, we win this thing. Uh, but it's starting to show up in a lot of uh, 
a lot of the numbers we're seeing. Joe, we're running a little short on time, but I do want to quickly get the January 6th committee hearings are going to be two weeks from today. It's the 14th. They're coming back on the 28th. A bunch of new subpoenas came out today, including, I believe, the MyPillow guy's phone got seized. Anything you want to touch on uh, there? Well, look, you know, you're coming back from a hunting trip and you pull into Hardee's, you know, just <laughs> looking for some food. And No, you know what's fascinating? So I don't know if anybody else caught this, but so when the three cars pull up, uh, you know, and block him in, one pulls in front, one pulls it, uh, behind him and one uh, pulls to the side to block him from pulling out. And and my pillow guy has been out there all day today saying, you know, when that happened, I turned, he turned to his uh, friend who he, I guess, got hunting with and said, oh, these are either bad guys or the FBI, right? How many times have you heard that today? Well, what's interesting about that, what I find fascinating about it is, wait a minute. So it's either bad guys or the FBI. Does that mean the FBI are the good guys? Because that might be the first time I've heard anybody associated with Trump insinuating that the FBI's are the FBI is, are the good guys in this fight. Well, the good guys took your phone, you idiot. <laughs> oh God, let's do a, a. I mean, I really do want to get into the January the, the January sixth committee, and they're coming up on September twenty eighth. So one of these, the next uh, show or two, one of them. Uh, we'll set some time aside and really talk about it and, and, and not make a joke out of Hardy's. But I do think it's it's just crazy that this guy was like, oh, the bad guys or the FBI. Brilliant. Anyway, yeah, by the way, I can't wait for his attorneys to sort of parse that. It's clear he doesn't. He, the, he, he, right. he It's like, wait a minute, the FBI. Okay. Anyway, thanks, everyone, for listening to that trippy show. We'll be back next week. And as we get closer to the election, we'll be bringing back some of our favorite guests for analysis on a weekly basis. So you know what's going on in the key places and where to keep your focus. Please subscribe to That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. You can always send us a question to thattrippyshow at gmail.com or leave us a question in a review on iTunes. See you next time. Thanks, Alex. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com.